So funny, uh, I'm the one saying good morning again this again, morning. <laughs> two weeks in a row. We are herbless again. Yep. Uh, but it's okay. He, I, We did okay last week. I didn't get any complaints. I think we did all right. So. He's here in spirit too. He's <laughs> exactly. always here in spirit. Exactly. So uh, we're going to continue with our recap of the season with some more of our ops managers this morning. Uh, so we have Bangor Area Ops Manager, Jim Brightley. Good morning. We have New Hampshire Regional Ops Manager, Via phone, Sean Milligan. Good morning. And we have our Mid-Atlantic Regional Ops Manager by phone, Justin Porter. Good morning, everyone. And of course, our COO, Eric Ritchie. Good morning. And myself, Emily Tedlock. Howdy. Howdy. There you go. I can't say howdy. You do it better. Um, so just, you know, we'll have a we'll have a quick discussion here in a little bit. Um, maybe quick. Well, I don't think it'll be that quick. There's a lot to talk about. Nothing's ever quick. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll recap the season with uh with all of you. And then um after that we'll have our safety topic with Cam Hagar. He's gonna talk about cold weather injuries and frostbite. I don't think we've we've had some pretty chilly mornings so far. We're we're getting to the point though that it's Getting. We are definitely getting to the point. Looks like clear weather for a while, but it's uh, it's been cool, crisp. That's easy for me to say because I'm not out there working in it. Right. Um, I know there's been days it feels like that wind will cut you in half, so it's definitely a good uh, time of the year to re- be reminding ourselves of all the winter conditions starting to surround us. For sure. And then we've got some great shout-outs this week. Uh, the price is right. The cost of an A40 Volvo. Finally, back up to a good amount of guesses this week. Yeah, some real good <laughs> guesses. And I uh, saw the winning guess, too, and... It's uh, pretty spot on. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, good job. Um, And then we have some announcements. uh, And then I just want to say it again because I feel like we just can't celebrate it enough. (laughs) But uh, bids, lowest apparent bidder on the I-395 to Route 9 connector project. We're still pending award there, but. Yeah, we hope to hear within uh, the next couple weeks and um, had some conversations with the DOT. Hoping uh, by the end of the year here, when we turn the new year over, we've got an award in hand and. We've got an $84 million job on our backlog. So uh, that job and uh, the bid calendar is pretty hot right now with four or five other real great opportunities in the uh, landfill world, and that's across all of our regions. So um, just talking to Pat Dubé yesterday and said, you know, come the middle of January, we should have a real good idea of what we've got for work on the books going into the season, be able to be selective, and uh, should be sitting in a great place to be planning for the winter. So um, I'm trying not to be too optimistic because I uh, I can get that way, but uh, things are really starting to take shape. It's great. That's awesome. And it's kind of fun that we got to mention the future, what's coming up, but um, we're going to take a few minutes here to recap what we've done this season. So uh, Jim, would you like to start us off? How, how, how are things in the Bangor area? Busy still. <laughs> uh, remarkable how late in the season we are and how busy we still are, um, but it's good. It's been a good year. Why don't you uh, run us through a few of your jobs, Jim, kind of where you have been working this year. You have had a very busy year, and uh, as you mentioned, you know, across all of our regions right now, uh, we sat in our planning meeting last Thursday, and I was shocked to be sitting there on December 9th, and uh, we're coming up shorthanded, uh, finding people to cover everything. So it's uh, 
it's an enviable problem to have, I guess I would say. Yes, yeah, indeed. Well, and it's interesting when to stop and think about the projects we've done. You know, you kind of forget them, you know, until you stop thinking about how much the guys have accomplished this season. Absolutely. Because um, we came out of the the winter, you know, into the spring, we, we've had the project at UMO, at the EEDC building, and uh, Richard and his guys did what they could there, and we had to demobilize just because it's sub-heavy and not much real estate. Pretty tight site now. Very tight Yeah, site. it's yeah. all building. Yeah. And um, th- those guys did a great job maneuvering there. Richard thrives in those environments. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's it's in a lot this year. A lot happening. And, uh, but he he and Holden and uh, crew then moved over to North Main Ave in Orono. We have a utility project over there that um, will spill over into this year as well. They, uh, they got the first third of that done in early in the spring. Doug Barnes, Josh Taylor, Scott Moon, Ken, Brian, the normal team of guys started uh, the Juniper Ridge landfill, uh, cell 13, which uh, was another, another good job for us. And yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting to begin to stop and think about it. Those guys make it look easy. They, yeah. they certainly do. And uh, the results follow that. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I think I've thought this before the, those three guys that you mentioned could probably build these in their sleep at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But Especially it, at Juniper Ridge, we've done what all but one, of the I cells at that landfill? Believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but I I know it's not easy. It's it's crazy the uh, commitment those guys have to the success of those projects and uh well, we know the character. Absolutely. Great great team. Um and then uh Richard just recently started a project over at the Hamden Business Park, which is nice to see some more sales over there uh, for Johnstone Supply in and he and his team are doing a great job. Weather has not been our friend over there. Um, we're dealing with a lot of groundwater and plus just a lot of precipitation, cold weather. Yep. And they slug away. They they just do great. And I'll, I mentioned Meredith. She's She was at the landfill working with a team up there. And now she's with Richard. And she's getting a good education. But, again, she's she's gleaning a lot over there and, and doing well. Yeah, she's been a nice addition to the team. That's Meredith Brewer, who's a junior yeah. foreman to us this year. Um, spent her summer up to Old Town with uh, Doug and the gang and moved over to Hamden now and has a bright future ahead of her. Yeah, yeah I keep hearing her name come up. You know, she's she's one that's been mentioned quite a lot. So uh, uh, Jim has sung her praises and others have too, and uh, she's quickly shown herself to be a hard worker and very smart young lady. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've, we've had some smaller ones. Uh, well, we had the BIA Lighting Vault, that, that too went through the winter, but it was very sub-heavy. And um, uh, Troy Harvey started that, and then Randy Goodwin took over for him, and they've completed that. There's a, a few change order items that linger on that, but uh, for all intents and pers- purposes, that project is complete, and those guys did a great job. We had another small uh, couple foundations for a gate, the new passenger gates over there at BIA that Randy spearheaded um, in at BIA, we also had a, a decent drainage project that Kurt and Art and team hammered. It was a challenging, challenging project. The soils were horrible and uh, a lot of deep pipe, but they, they, they got it done. And again, they had to deal with some, some poor weather. Well, a lot of work at BIA. Yeah. A lot of work at BIA and a lot of work in the Orono area. Yep. Yeah. Yep, very much so. And 
course, there's an, another one in the background is Matt Womkeg. We're sub to read and read on that, and it's kind of an in and out. Is they're working on the bridge, and Doug Barnes overseeing that one as well, with kind of a mixed team up there, um, and uh, that that's progressing well. It's just a little at a time, and we'll we'll close that out next summer. We had a couple projects up in Dover Foxcroft. We did a project for Pleasant River Lumber, a pretty large uh, said pond, and again. We've had a lot of projects. We've gone in under a pretense, and it it wasn't as it's not the as same when you get there. No, yeah. <laughs> it was way different. And again, it's boy, Randy uh, Goodwin, Doug Barnes, Ken Thurlow, Devin Kerr, and I'll forget people. I know Holden was up there, but they had to do a lot of uh, reacting to to make that work. And again, they got it done. The owner's very happy. In, um, and it was the, a good job for us and done yep, safely on yep. top of it. And, uh, you know, that kind of uh, some of what you've experienced on these jobs, Jim, I think it hits back to kind of our theme of the year, which has been adapt and overcome. Yeah. You know, it's been like that every step of the way. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. actually. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. another one, the Dover Salmon Stream uh, Pond Dam. Again, a small job. It was about four weeks. But Doug Barnes, Ken Thurlow, Devin Kerr, Scott Drinkwater, they crushed it. And then uh, Kelly... Uh, bragging out of the welding shop yeah. they just make it happen and thinking outside of the box coming up with good ideas to make a successful project not just for us but for the owner as well i mean you, that, that whole winning uh, concept or core value they they delivered uh, big time up there. yeah i think that's one of three jobs we've done for brookfield this year and they've been very happy with our performance which is uh which is good that's repeat work that keeps coming back our way for sure that's well, Bangor in a nutshell. Jim, uh, for those that know Jim, Jim can be a pretty modest guy and uh, not say much. And mm-hmm. while we talked about the Bangor region, um, you know, I, I mentioned last week when we sit at the table every Thursday, we, we look at the company, then the region, then the job. Uh, Jim has been like all the guys, but Jim has been especially unselfish about uh, having to adjust his resources to help other people out with some priorities and those type of things and shutting some jobs down early and, uh, that sacrifice doesn't go unnoticed. It causes some angst, um, you know, on his side of things, but uh, finds a way to manage through it. And because of that, you're starting out the year next year with a good solid backlog already. Um, got some work all throughout Orono on three projects. And, uh, you know, obviously with 395, that's going to, you know, mix and match some uh, resources in there too. But there's uh, good work still coming, good project out at Old Town Juniper Ridge and some good prospects out there for Bangor. Future looks good. Yeah, yeah, it looks bright. So while we've got you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions because I did the other guys as well. You knew this was coming. So, uh, <laughs> so Jim, I, I've always said that your your region's a little bit different than the others. You manage a lot of small uh, jobs, and I, I call them small jobs because that's what we call them. But uh, the reality is they take an effort just like a big job does. Uh, but what's the most difficult part of your job as being ops manager in Bangor? I, I guess balancing all that in keeping schedules together and then not driving the crew crazy, yeah, bouncing around. And sometimes I feel like the lone, like dead tree in the forest with a bunch of woodpeckers. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just, and, it, and it's not bad on anybody. It's just the reality. That's what I find the most challenging and trying to keep it as smooth as possible for, for the crews because they actually have to live the decisions we make. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed with a great bunch of guys who get it and they, they roll with it. Yeah, and They deal with it well or come up with some great ideas too. They're, they're super helpful. Yeah, no, you've done a good job of engaging your people in that way. And, you know, flip side of uh, the challenge, what's the most uh, rewarding part of being the Bangor Region Ops Manager? Growth. I mean, we've grown 
in a lot of areas as a company, but we have some younger people that are really, they're coming alive. Randy Goodwin is one that I speak of often. Randy's worked for us for a number of years, but he is, he's taken things yeah. on and getting them done and communicating well, thinking ahead. Uh, he's doing well. We mentioned Meredith. We're going to see a lot from Meredith. She's very, very sharp, very capable. Um, I think the biggest challenge there is for Meredith to realize that. Yeah. She'll, she'll, right. she'll get there. Yep, she'll, she'll get, get the there. confidence. Um, Troy Day, it's like the light came on this year. Yeah. The kid is bringing value. He comes, he, I mean, he's, he's young. He still does young guy things. You know, something <laughs> that he gets <laughs> we all tripped up in, but he is, he's getting it and also relaying it to others. He's mentoring yeah. you know, and, and is really coming alive. Josh Taylor, another guy, just growing, yep. bringing tons of value. Rich Gushu, he's my right hand. Yep. Know, he, he takes care of so much. You know, behind the scenes, Eric West. He's Special Agent West. Special Agent West. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, Scott we'll drank water. Theme music. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's just been a lot of growth, you know, for me personally, but for our people. That brings me a lot of pleasure. I guess that's, that's very rewarding to see people just getting closer to what their potential is. Sure. You know, and sure. in true Jim Braley fashion. The most rewarding part for him is always something and to do with other people. Something to do with other people. That is true, Jim Braley mm-hmm. fashion. It uh, is. I thought he was going to say working with me was the most rewarding <laughs> part. Uh, that's a little disappointing. <laughs> that so that I, is I've, a pleasure. Yeah, that is a pleasure. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I've got some work to do there, apparently. Um, but uh, <laughs> along those same lines, Jim, you know, how's your family? How's how's life? You've got a big family, um, and you're always making it bigger, which is uh, an admirable trait in and of itself. <laughs> but uh, how's life in general? It's busy, just yeah. like work. It's good. My kids are all doing well. I've got two weddings coming up next year. In the adoption, we're waiting for one more signature. Yeah. And it'll be done. Yay! Uh, One more signature. Um, Almost there. Looking forward to that day for you. A long time coming, but no, we're well. We're doing very well. That's That's good. good. Um, One other question I just kind of wanted to throw your way. I got thinking about it last night. There's been a lot of changes just in the last few years, and uh, changes often difficult for all of us, myself included. Um, and I had a mentor years ago that told me that once you learn to embrace it you know, and you see the benefits of it, uh, uh, life just changes for you. And, and thankfully I've learned to do that quite often, but it still comes with a struggle. But the last couple of years, you've seen a bunch of changes in Bangor. You know, we sold the office building, you moved over here, all those type of things. And there was a lot of angst surrounding some of that at the time. Um, but in your view, how have those moves panned out and, and what value has it brought or just how do you feel about it in general? It's been great. It's been really good. The, the unknown always is, you know, it's unsettling, but kind of like what you were saying too, growth or change, you can either grow or grieve. Yeah. Right? It's, you That's got a choice to make and um, everybody has responded well, you know, and one of my favorites, Gail, I mean, she's the one that I think has benefited a ton because everybody else gets to see how good she is. Yeah. And um, it's given her a great opportunity. But I, I think it's been good. Uh, and then I, this whole concept of like Bangor and then the rest of the company, um, which, are, you know, isn't healthy. I think it's, it's taken some of that away. Yep. And it's, it's Sergeant. Yeah. 
Well, this region has been a big contributor this year. Um, that doesn't go unnoticed. It's been a good year. And I can say from my perspective, having uh, you and, and Gail and others come into the building has been great. I've seen those relationships get forged, uh, you know, with her and Casey and others. And then just uh, you being around and being able to have the conversations and all the other guys around and the ops managers and everything, it's been a huge, huge benefit from what I can see. Yeah. So Gleaning. And quite frankly, I do have to say and just acknowledge, uh, Jim is always a listening ear that I can pop into from time to time and uh, has some good life advice, and that's always much appreciated. And uh, I'm not the brightest guy on the planet, so once in a while I need someone to kind of help me out and guide me along, and Jim's always there for a good helping hand. I think a lot of people feel that way about Jim. I know I do. It's a a much appreciated thing. So thank you for everything this year, Jim. Greatly appreciated. He's and trying not to blush too hard. He's trying not to there. blush, but he's got, he's also got a, a green and a red flannel on today. He's looking very Christmassy. Yeah, good. I like so. it. Getting ready for the holiday. Festive. Yes. Well, I can't see what uh, anyone else is wearing, but I'm sure, as always, <laughs> Sean Milligan looks spiffy, I'm sure. Dapper. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, so there. I do have to say before we get into questioning and stuff, um, there's a shout out in there that talks uh, later on in our podcast, and it's mentioned something about some goodies that were brought into the office, and I'm a little jealous. So um, just going to throw that out there. Um, maybe, you know, some peanut butter balls wouldn't be so bad to have here either. Just saying. <laughs> we can make that happen. Did you make those or did Sandra? Sandra did. She yeah. did an excellent job. I didn't question that a bit. Yeah, I hear she's quite the chef. Yeah. Yeah, she does a good job. <laughs> Look at me. You can tell I'm living proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, been a busy year in New Hampshire. Another uh, year of uh, progressing in the growth of our New Hampshire region. Um, why don't you chat a little bit about what's going on in New Hampshire? What's happening? What you looking at? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's been a it's been a great year to to wrap some of our older projects up. Um, basically, uh, you know, things that some projects that started when we, you know, first set foot or as a as a group into New Hampshire to establish an office down here. Uh, so they've been on the books for 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 some time now, and uh, what's duly important important is. Uh, you know, when I go through the projects from the age of them through to current, uh, it's basically in reverse alphabetical order. So that's uh, that's pretty important. Yeah. Get out of but, Walpole. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yes. So, you know, Walpole, that was an excellent project. Tim LePage started that uh, back in 2017, 2018. And, uh, you know, John Sanborn has uh, finished it for us. Uh, it's been a long project, basically close to four years. Um, but, uh, um, you know, John was out there with Jeshua Dearborn and Nick Stone this year. Um, basically had about a mile left of a three mile project. And, uh, they, they, they finished the last mile of box cut and, um, all of the surface, three miles of surface and, and, uh, the project wrapped up, uh, in August. Yeah, they finished. They finished strong too. Got to give a lot of credit to guys yep. on a tough job to bring it home at the end. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Portsmouth Maplewood Ave. That project uh, has been around, been on the books for a number of years as well. Uh, Matt Tebow started that project, and uh, Kendall has finished it for us uh, with Dan McCall. Uh, we had two large adults 
that were awarded to us uh, before before the uh, the uh, prime contract uh, wrapped up. And uh, so so it was good. Uh, this year we we had a bunch of uh, masonry and uh, topsoil and stuff like that to, and surface pavement to complete. And that that project also wrapped up around August, early September. Um, in Rochester at our TLR three South project. That project's still still going on. It, that'll wrap up in the spring, but uh, uh, basically Tim Tim Blaze started that uh, a year and a half ago for us, and uh, Matt Tebow has been on it uh, for the majority of the project. Last year we got a lot done, as well as this year, and uh, uh, the cuts and the fills and everything is is all complete and. Uh, you know, this, the cells are temp temporarily covered with uh, scrim. And uh, so so next year, we're just going to go in and, and do a little bit of surface pavement and uh, some guardrail and things of that nature, just the finishing finishing touches. And there's another cell and uh, cap out to bid there. So hopefully you'll be able to stay right in Rochester and keep working. Yeah, that'd be nice. We've had a presence there for long time yep. i think i believe herb sergeant was down there in the 80s yeah so you know it's been a, it's been a good good place for us um bridgeton um that's been a been an excellent project as well uh pete broberg has been up there with uh, a number of crews uh, john coach and Spen spencer woodamore and jackson blaze uh, chris lee was there for a dur short duration this summer but uh, we nearly completed half of the project was, you know, the project in whole is over 40,000 feet yeah. of uh, pipe. And uh, so about half of that, maybe a little more than half, is, was completed. What a busy year. project. It's I, I remember going over there, and it's everything is right in the middle of everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, exactly. you're right next to someone's house, who's next to someone else's house, who's uh, everything's pretty tight right over there. Typical in-town utility job, and there's other contractors working in the area, and uh, <laughs> Sean's had to manage a lot of logistics there, and I, I've got to uh, say it, Sean, i got to give Pete and the entire crew out there credit. Uh, the town's very happy. The local yeah. public has been very happy with how the crews have been in terms of just being respectful and clean and all those type of things, and uh, that's a reflection of how Peter Broberg runs the ship. Uh, he's done a nice job out there managing a I mean, as you said, it's a forty thousand foot pipe job. It's an eight million dollar pipe job. It's a big right. piece of work. And you're spot on, Eric. That was one of you know one of the notes I wanted to hit on and make sure um, you know the crews, all of the crews, uh, uh, had kudos for that because it really doesn't take much when you're in town like that to uh, to get a bad report. Yeah. And you know you leave trenches uh, unattended and a few potholes and a few rocks or windshields and just little things like that can really turn turn things south in a hurry but uh it, it it's really you know pete is just a class act yep. through and through amen and you know it's kind of fun too because you know some of the neighbors will come down and they'll they'll drive by roll down their window hey pete how you doing you know because they you yeah. get to know the people that are you know that you're working yep. Absolutely. right next to their house and yep. it's just nice to see such a fun rapport between people who live there and, and our crew well, we're almost our own little mini economy when we roll into a town yeah. so the stores benefit the hotels yep. benefit and hopefully the people exactly. benefit when we're treating them properly right so. oh, most certainly most certainly uh we have a similar project in in sanford um that started oh in mid-august 
Uh, Mason LaSalle, one of our uh, project managers down here, actually uh, started the project for us. So, you know, we wanted to get started a little before John Sanborn was wrapped up out in Walpole. So Mason uh, stepped in and uh, started the project. Uh, we also, uh, Seth Fern, young foreman, we promoted in that during that project uh, to be a utility uh, foreman for us. He did a fantastic job. Um, you know, uh, that job basically is nearly 50% complete this year. Uh, we're still working there, actually. The weather's been kind enough to us, so we're still grading sidewalks there. Yeah, that's great. great. And uh, building retaining walls. It, it is. It is. It's fantastic to keep people productive. This time really of cool of Mason, too, to be so versatile. You know, yes. come in as a PM, but then step in and say, hey, I can help get this job started. No problem. And he did a fantastic job. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big kudos to him. Absolutely, Sean. I, uh, yep. And he's been a good, solid hand to you this year as well. Um, you know, nice addition to the team. Super, very, very happy, super happy that he came on board. Yeah. 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 Seth is another one whose name has just come up so much. Um, and so much so that I tapped him on the shoulder when Buildwit came into town to help out and do an interview. And who would have thunk it? He was so well-spoken. Yeah, no, he did a great job. And, uh, you know, Seth just got promoted uh, a month or two ago, I guess it was, to junior foreman, which, uh, you know, SCA student. He's been around five or six years now, and it's great to see him taking some more steps. It's awesome. Sure is. Um, the next project, uh, the Rod Rochester uh, Materials Recycling Facility, uh, that's still going. Uh, we're, we're closing in on... Uh, um, completing the, the uh, foundation X and backfill. Uh, probably another week, week and a half left on that. But, uh, you know, we'll be stepping inside the building and start start working on underslab utilities and things of that nature. So set of scales out in the yard, you know, some, some X and backfill on that. So that, you know, that's going to go into probably mid-January, mid I'd say, before we have to take a, a you know, a brief hiatus through the, through the winter. But uh, I've also been, uh, we've also been uh, fortunate enough to uh, have a few solar projects come our way. Um, you know, North Berwick Solar, um, Dan McCall was over there on that project for a few weeks. Uh, basically, got the majority of the access road in, the site's graded. Uh, we're, we're currently waiting for a box culvert to be uh, uh, built for us uh, once that, once that, uh, the precaster has that ready to go, which should be in two to three weeks. Uh, we'll probably step back in on site and uh, get that installed. Uh, it's great. Project in, yeah, it is. It is. You know, to, to be able to see some work out into January and February is very comforting. Yeah. Yeah. The solar work has been huge in all regions for that. We've, we've got something going in every region right now on a solar field and we're probably stacked up on some people on a couple of them, but, uh, you know, we're trying to get folks through to Christmas and keep things moving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's another uh, solar project in Bridgeton. Uh, Peter, Peter's been up there the last, he got that started uh, this week and last week a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, that'll be probably going through January, possibly into February, um, with some electrical trenching, um, the site's going to lend itself to, you know, easily be plowed. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an old apple orchard, so it's flat and smooth and uh, be able to work there through the winter. 
Don't have any and, apple uh, trees you could bring up, do you? I'm looking for a couple. <laughs> oh boy, so you, you we probably should have discussed that uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, before you got in there with the saws, yeah, probably would have been a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So, uh, and the last one would be Bethel Solar. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a pretty decent sized project. John Coach is up there taking care of that project for us and uh, doing an excellent job. And uh, going to be able to work that as long as weather permits. That's great. Solar, so, solar, solar. Yep. I yeah. It. Keep good. them coming. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that's basically, in a nutshell, uh, what we have wrapped up and and basically what we have going we've got a few pro uh, a project on the books for next spring in sanford airport project um where i'm just to get started on uh, so we need a few more projects to round out our season next year and uh you know i have faith that they're going to be going to be available to, to look at yeah something something's going to come along and much like jim you're carrying a, a decent backlog in the next year with uh, some of those solar projects in bridgeton and a little bit of leftover work in the sanford airport and uh, uh as i mentioned you know something being out in rochester some work's going to come along both the mid-atlantic and uh Emily's laughing at me because my mic keeps dropping down on me. I don't, I don't know what's going on. He's, just, he's like sinking just, slowly uh, in his chair. Yeah, as the mic I'm just going to be on the floor here in a second. Um, oh, goodness. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, something's going to pop up in New Hampshire. Things have been a little slow uh, on the bidding side there in, in the mid-Atlantic when we talked to Justin. But, uh, you know, we're starting to see some optimism come out, and uh, you're going to be just fine. We know that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question. No doubt in my mind. So... Well, we've got you. I've asked the same other questions of everybody, and I'm going to ask the same of you. Uh, most challenging part about being the New, e New Hampshire Regional Ops Manager, and uh, I do want to say for both you and Justin, uh, I mentioned some of the uniqueness of Jim's role, but uh, for you two being geographically separated, uh, you know, it was pretty unique, and you started a new office down there, actually got into a new office this year. So your challenge of trying to build a region really from scratch is uh, very unique um, compared to most guys, and I guess I'd just like to hear what your challenges are, Sean. Oh, you know, I mean, the, I think we all in the this industry have essentially the same set of challenges, and it's basically making making our jobs uh, attractive to to uh, a younger group, and uh, basically keeping them, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's retaining employees and 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 and. Uh, making this work look like it's, you know, something they want to do for the remainder of their career. Yeah. Building a place for them to actually come and want to build a life at the end of the day. Yeah, right. um, exactly. So flip side of that, what's the biggest reward in your job? And I'll, I have to echo exactly what Jim says and I'd be remiss if I didn't. Uh, it's basically promotion, just seeing people, you know, uh, come in and uh, grow in in such short periods of time things that uh uh you know 20 30 years ago you know would take basically you know years to to move up the ladder um where people are, are getting the opportunities very quickly now and uh and they're doing a fantastic job with it um you know i mentioned a couple of the names already you know seth fern dan mccall um, madeline harvey She's doing a fantastic job for us. And, uh, you know, there are a number of, of people that, you know, we have our eyes already set on. Uh, we may, you know, 
and we're we're encouraging them in that direction and uh it's 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 so rewarding i think it's been great too sean you know you mentioned that bridgeton job but what a nice job with that amount of pipe and relatively new construction not a lot of stuff in the way you've had some conflicts i know but uh overall it's not a, a typical utility job um, but what a chance to be able to put some people out there and train some pipe people and, and get some more yeah. pipe people on our queue and everything. It's been real good to see some growth out of people out there. It has, it has, it's just, you know, a good mix when you can take, uh, you know, younger, uh, supervisors or foremen and put them with some operators that have, uh, have some experience, you know, they're, they're some of our best mentors in the field. Absolutely. Great. And, uh, and and it's uh it's just so rewarding so so much fun yeah you've seen some very good things and uh i want to ask you as well how's your family how's life things are great good. couldn't be any better i mean settled in uh, feels like home and uh it, it's just it's good all around everything's good for as many things that appear to be going wrong in the world it's still it's it's uh everything's good yeah, it's it's kind of scary in a way that things are as good as they are with everything yeah. going on. I have days where I sit back and just think, where all right, where are we hemorrhaging right now, or where's the big issue that I don't know about? But uh, thankfully, those things haven't been flushing out, so it's it's rewarding. Um, I did want to mention uh, just while you're here, you know, you mentioned New Hampshire being home. You've settled in down there, but uh, your your folks live down in Washington County. You're a Washington County boy at heart. Um, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that because being a Washington County boy at heart, we get a little kindred spirit thing going on there. So, uh, and uh, it, it certainly is God's country, and and it's good to get down there. It's it's so relaxing and uh, peaceful yeah. to get down there. Nice to spend time with your folks, which uh, it's always good to yep. see you get a chance to get down there. So, but uh, I'll say the same as I said to Jim, I just really appreciate everything this year, Sean. Appreciate a lot of the times we have time to talk and, and just kick things through and, uh, you know, want to get down there to see you more, but uh, really happy with the group uh, that you're putting together down there, the progress you've made, you've gained in the number of employees this year. You've had a successful year from a margin standpoint. Uh, things are starting to take off and uh, we just got to keep building upon that. And uh, for the folks out there listening, when you're trying to build something from scratch, um, it's a very, very challenging, challenging task. Mm-hmm. And Sean faces a, a challenging task every day on the people side of things, trying to get things uh trying to get things built and you're doing a great job, Sean. So just appreciate everything. Thanks, sir. We're going to keep going after it too, aren't we? That we are. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know any better. We just don't stop. <laughs> exactly. So that's right. That's what we're wired for. Yep. All right. So next up is uh, Justin in the mid-Atlantic, uh, not experiencing quite the colder weather that we are up here. Right, Justin? Uh, no, absolutely not. It's <laughs> Uh, 60 degrees here, sunny. Um, we're expecting 70 degree temps over the weekend. So, oh my uh, yeah, it's been amazing. We've uh, really had a uh, really had a great end of the season here uh, in terms of weather. I keep saying we're on borrowed time every single day. I can't <laughs> believe this good. It's go- it's going to end, I would imagine, but. Um, we'll we'll keep going as long as as long as we can. Santa's gonna show up in his swimsuit and sunglasses out in that area, huh? Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you run us down through your region, Justin? Tell us what you got going on. You had a real good successful year down there this year. On all fronts all fronts, might I say. A great successful year safety wise too. Yeah, we've uh, been uh, yeah, knock on wood here. Um we've had a great uh safety record this year. Um 
uh, zero injuries so far. So we got to knock on wood to that and uh, keep that going through through the end of the year. Um, but yeah, this year uh, we're we're still working at the Carvana site in Chesterfield. That's been a really good project for us um, in into the commercial market side of things. Uh, it's a big 120 acre site, a ton of other subs and people on the site now that especially they're working on the building. Uh, so it's very busy. Uh, it was about half a million yards of dirt on that one to move. So we got to get the scrapers out of the yard back and going again. So that, that was fun to see. Uh, How cool is that? I got to go back to that. That's half a million yards of dirt. Yeah. And how long, how long did it take you to move it? Oh, well, it, it took a few months, but some areas where we were waiting on other subs to do stuff. So really we were, we weren't we weren't able to operate at maximum capacity at all times, but there were days we were moving over 10,000 yards of dirt. So it's pretty awesome. Dude, those was, scrapers are just, yeah, they're oh, awesome. They're beasts. They're awesome. From a, for a boy from Maine, we don't get to see those very often. <laughs> so it's, it's nice to cast an eye to them when they are working. Yeah. And we even got some videos of them for us. Uh, oh, when she yeah. came to, fun to see. Um, so from there, uh, Chesterfield airport, uh, was a small uh, job, a lot of sub portion. Uh, Mike Van Merlin did that one. Um, it was it, that was a that was a good project for us too. It was, uh, there's a big uh, fuel fund that we demoed and basically putting in a new loop road. Uh, we ran into some really tough soils that we had to do about a four foot undercut over the whole thing. So we we did the best we could with that one, and uh, it came out really well. Very very happy with it. That's good. Um, Mike also did the uh, Clarksville Airport, another job where we moved, moved about 40,000 yards of dirt. Uh, we were basically fixing some uh, really steep side slopes of the airport. Uh, they were one and a half to one uh, in, in areas. And basically, we were fattening up the slopes and making them safe um, uh, for, uh, for the air, airplanes there. I had a chance when I was down there to walk that project with you. And when you say one and a half to one slopes, I don't know as if it does it justice. These aren't 10 foot slopes either. Yeah, they were pretty long. You actually, you could stand at the top and uh, really take a tumble if, <laughs> if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, challenging little job, but Mike was doing a nice job managing the logistics around that place. Yep. Um, and then, uh, what else? Uh, John Madigan, a uh, couple different jobs. He's currently at, uh, the Lynchburg airport um that that job was something that we started back in october we weren't sure if the weather was going to hold so we decided we'll go in and do as much as we can and here we are still working there this week so um glad we pulled the trigger on that one we we didn't have as good of a lot luck with that job uh back in 2018 we were on the same site we started in october and got rained out so it was a risk, but we took it, and it, I'm, I'm glad. It's really paid off. We've done a ton of our, our own uh, labor and equipment work on that, setting it up really good to close it down for the winter and then have it be mostly sub work coming back next spring. So it frees our people up to do do other work here. Yeah, I know how nervous you were about getting started there this fall, and I'm, I'm really glad that it panned out. and. Uh, Sean mentioned Mason starting up a solar project uh, for him there in New Hampshire, and I just wanted to mention that this uh, Lynchburg job was something that you and Nick Roswag actually started the job. 
Uh, yeah, we did. So, uh, and many others. There was even Scott Bartlett was out there setting up base station and calibrating site. Travis Ridke was out there coordinating uh, subs and suppliers. And it was an absolute team effort. And that is, it, it, everybody contributed. I mean, the other, other superintendents were giving up their own labor and equipment to help start this. So it was nice for everybody in the company to recognize uh, that they had to put the region first in this situation to, to get the job going. Yeah, so that, that's that was, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Troutville uh, landfill, uh, Tom Cahoon and Chris Powell were out there for a time. We're just, just wrapping that up. It's a, it's a 13 acre or excuse me, an 18 acre uh, landfill cap. Um, and it was for an owner that we had not worked for before, uh, it's called GFL, uh, Green for Life. It's a, a competitor of uh, waste management and Republic Services. And they were a really gr- great client to work for. Um, the job came out excellent. I was actually at the walkthrough yesterday. Um, and the owner and the county were very happy with the outcome of the project. Uh, they really had to work around some difficult challenges there. Uh, with access to the cap and the perimeter road was very narrow and steep and they they definitely had some good challenges that that they worked through for that one yeah and i believe this was his first cap job it was yeah yeah it was the first one that tom was on and uh uh, chris powell helped out a lot too he he has a lot of experience on cap and uh and also the ability of the dozer so he he really they both really work together well to, to knock that thing out. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a job that we were second bidder on. It was, yeah, we were second bidder on. And uh, apparently the owner had heard of our reputation uh, with landfills. And they they called us up and asked if we'd be willing to do it at, at, at the same price that uh, we had submitted. So they were willing to pay a premium for us to come in and, and knock it out. And Yesterday, the owner commented to me on how happy he was that we were always coming up with new value engineering ideas to to save the project money and to accelerate the schedule. So uh, hopefully that gets us more work in the future. And I, and I know it will get us more opportunities. I'll tell you, Justin, I've heard that same comment from two owners here in uh, Maine just recently, uh, how much they appreciate our approach on projects. And that's that's a huge thing. So to not be a little bitter and get the job and then bring it home successfully and have a happy owner. Not sure there's much more you can ask for than that. Yeah. I mean, and that's a testament to you too and your crews because it's not just, you know, necessarily saving the money, but having a crew out there that they enjoy working with and that they know it's just good people. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then another one that we're wrapping up, uh, over the next uh, month or so is one that's been on our books, um, since the fall of 2019, the, the Cortland pump station project. So, uh, Dale Lauk is managing that project and also Scott Bartlett, uh, is the PM on that very heavily involved too. Um, we are ne- nearing the tail end of it though. It's, it's been a, uh, challenging project with, um, you know, a lot of intricate material deliveries and in uh, supply chain issues that have been hurting us a bit over the past month. But uh, we are scheduled to pave on Friday. So hopefully that happens and we'll be buttoning that place up over the next month. Yeah, that's awesome. great. And uh, that's sort of the last job we have from our foray into the wastewater world. And uh, 
I know it has been a challenge in many, many ways. So if uh, one good job by you managing your way through it, but if uh, Dale Lauk is out there listening to the podcast, just keep it up, keep dragging across the finish line and uh, you'll be there soon. You're almost there, Dale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep your head up. And then the uh, last one we have going right now is down in Allander, North Carolina. I think, I think you're from that area, aren't you, Emily? Not, not too far away from there, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just started there uh, about a month ago, just uh, racking some soils. We're basically building a new cell uh, using submerged soils from a, from a pond, basically. So we're having to dewater the whole pond and then uh, excavate out the soils to rack and drain them for the, for the wintertime and then go back in the springtime and actually build the cell once, once the soil dries out. So, so we're, uh, we're plugging away at that right now, trying to get some drainage going, but it seems to be going well so far. We're making progress. That's good. Get ahead for next year. Yeah. Can't wait to get down there and, and see that. Yeah. But yeah, like Eric said, we have, uh, we do have a lot of stuff on the bid calendar right now. We have a lot of stuff outstanding that, that we've priced up that we're just waiting on answers on. Um, but we see a lot of stuff in our wheelhouse coming to bid here in the next month. So we're very excited about that. Yeah, it's great. So same questions back to you, Justin, biggest challenge of being the, uh, regional manager in Virginia. I think the biggest challenge this year particularly has been, um, it, it's been recognizing what jobs are real and what jobs are not and what jobs we should be chasing. There's, I've, I've heard you talk about noise before and there's been a lot of noise out there that yeah. you know, things just aren't real. How far down do we want to go chasing these projects? Um, Aaron Tid in the estimating department has done an absolute phenomenal job um, with estimating some of these jobs. I mean, he's bidding things sometimes two to four times um, the same projects. So I think it's been challenging just identifying which ones we need to spend a lot of time on and which ones we need to not focus on. Well, you and you and Aaron have chased a lot and I appreciate you mentioning Aaron cause he's done a fantastic job of getting us to the table with stuff and, and, and impressing owners when we do get to the table. Um, but for folks out there, you know, the nerves that comes along with, uh, trying to find work and, and get yourself set up, uh, most of the stuff in the private world, just, you don't know for a period of time and, uh, you might price it out multiple times and you've been, uh, you've been through that and right now you've got 60 or $70 million worth of site work hanging out there that we just don't know about. And we're not a 60 or $70 million a year company in Virginia. So <clears throat> we're, uh, we're always waiting for the next one to drop and just taking them as they come. But the good news is there is opportunity out there. Yeah, we'll certainly get something here. We definitely will. Um, so flip side of that, biggest reward in your job? The biggest reward of the year being everybody's willingness to, to step it up and do whatever it takes to support the region. We we did have a slow start to the to the work year this year. Um, but once once it started, you know, in March and April, just foot on the gas, never took never took it off. Uh, we get a lot of work put in place between mm. uh, March and now. So it's been really fun seeing people step it up and uh, take on leadership roles. Uh, you know, like that Lynchburg airport one, that, that was a fun one to start because everybody wanted to do it. All the superintendents wanted to pitch in to be able to contribute something to, to the startup of it. So it, it was great to, 
great to see. Uh, and I appreciate you mentioning you did have a slow start down there. We were real nervous about what you were going to have for work. We went at some work very aggressively uh, that you picked up. But uh, the performance of your region, you've had a great margin year. Again, the safety record is is great. I'll knock on wood with that and not jinx it the last two weeks. Um, but you guys have just performed extremely well, and you've beaten budgets and all those type of things, and it's been a great year down there, and it's been a huge contribution to the company, so thank you. Appreciate it. And I'll ask you as well, how's your family? You're a Maine boy originally. People need to know that too. <laughs> yeah, for Maine, actually. It's great. This time of year, uh, finally get to spend some time with the family. And even my parents, who are from Maine, got to venture down here a couple weeks ago That's to great. with us in, Rich- in uh, Richmond. It was great. Yeah, it was fun. And just get to see some more of the family over the holidays and spend some time there. Appreciate- it'll be uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Appreciate it, Justin. I think that does it for our regions. Yeah, uh, Good does. recap by all these guys, and they've all been pretty modest here about their effort. Uh, they have. Um, they've all put in one one hell of an effort, and the two guys that were on last week, and Doug and Tim as well, and uh, I just appreciate these guys more than I can say. They make my life, when you're surrounded by good, smart, hardworking people, it makes your life a lot easier. My life's a lot easier because of these guys. Right, so, and of course, you it. know, having three people on, this episode's running a little bit longer yep, than a lot us. of our episodes do, but uh, but if, I hope you're all hanging in there because there's been some great things mentioned. A lot of you mentioned um, different people, yeah. and you know, of course, those people needed those kudos. So I hope everyone's hanging in there. We still got a little ways to go on this podcast. Sean and Justin, I'm going to let you guys go so you can get back to work. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And then, uh, Jim, you're going to hang out and help us out with some shout-outs? Awesome. All right, so uh, Cam Hagar slipped into the studio here, and uh, you're going to be talking about cold weather injuries and frostbite. Yes, ma'am. So, obviously, our safety topic today is cold weather injuries. Specifically, we want to talk about frostbite. Um, More so up here in the Maine and New Hampshire region. Not down there in the, you know, 70 degree, 70 degree (laughs) mid-Atlantic region with Justin. Um, But frostbite, it it is serious. Um, It's it's one of those cold weather injuries that can creep up on you pretty quick. And just knowing, you know, what it is, the different stages of it, signs and symptoms, and, you know, when to seek some medical attention. um, We just want to kind of get that information out there for our listeners. Um, and it's actually, we have this as a toolbox talk for our employee owners this month, month which uh, they'll go over. Actually, they went over it Tuesday, to be honest with you. Um, so frostbite is, it's an injury caused by freezing of the skin um, and underlying tissues. So, there, and again, with that, it, the earliest stages are known as frost nip. And then the second stage is superficial frostbite. And then obviously the worst stage um, where you definitely want to seek medical attention is that deep, severe frostbite. Um, the first stage frost nip, it's the most mildest form. Um, just continued cold exposure leads to kind of numbness of the fingers and whatnot. And I mean, I know I've tried to, you know, brave the cold weather up here in new England before not wearing gloves or something like that, snow blowing, shoveling and, and, uh, you get, you get cold pretty quick. So you want, we want to make sure that we look out for these signs and symptoms, which we'll go over in one second. And obviously the next stage is superficial frostbite, which causes slight tingling and changing in uh, skin color. And then, as I said before, the last stage is that deep, severe frostbite, which it affects all layers of the skin and the different tissues. Skin will turn white or blue or gray, sometimes even black. And uh, that's, you know, you want to make sure we get 
that individual rewarming that tissue into the hospital, get medical attention. So signs and symptoms, Eric, Jim, what do you guys, what are some signs and symptoms of frostbite that you guys know of? Discomfort. <laughs> uh, numb, tingling. I still have two fingers from frostbite that I don't have a full feeling back in the tips of them, actually. So, okay. um, but numb and tingling are definitely two that I know. Yep. So um, kind of cold skin, prickly feeling, numbness, uh, skin that looks red, white, even bluish white, uh, different, you know, changing colors in that skin uh, between all the layers, hard or waxy looking skin, Cl- uh, clamminess due to kind of joint muscle stiffness, not being able to move the, your you know, fingers, different joints, uh, even toes too, and, and blistering after rewarming. That's another thing too to keep in mind. So when you, you want to seek medical attention um, immediately for this stuff, um, you know, when you, any signs or symptoms or superficial deep frostbite, increased pain or swelling, and you can actually even develop a fever, um, you know, hard, cold, blotchy skin. So understand, knowing and understanding these signs and symptoms and, and what to do and how to prevent it is very important, especially, uh, for our employees up here in Maine and New Hampshire, as we kind of get into those winter months. I know we have a few jobs this off season that are going to be you know, running pretty hard right through the winter. So making sure we have the right PPE and uh, Arthur's done a great job with making sure we get some new and improved, you know, waterproof insulated gloves for our employees out there. So we, we, we're on the right track to be prepared. So. And we do have a glove policy, so that should help with um, preventing some of this frostbite. But Correct. It yeah. should, as long as people are obeying by it and please do. It's a safety thing just in general, whether it's frostbite or not. But uh, uh, yeah, it's that time of the year. Good boots. Gloves, something warm on your head, keep your core warm. It's that time of the year to be paying attention. And and that's one of the main reasons why we, we, we're trying out a couple new pairs of uh, winter gloves this year that are actually fully waterproof, right? Because we have a glove policy, but if we don't have the right gloves and they have some non-insulated stuff that, you know, doesn't keep your hands dry or warm, then... It, yeah. they, they not don't gonna really help it doesn't really help it's, so it's not going to prevent that frostbite so we do have some stuff so if you if anyone listening is looking for some you know insulated winter gloves reach out to uh, the safety team and we'll make sure we get what you need good to the safety team too for keeping that in mind as we absolutely as we head into the winter trying season. new things and uh, don't forget we've got boot vouchers out there too if you haven't had one this year so get yourself a pair of boots that are good for your feet yep gonna treat your feet right especially if you're out there in a pipe trench this isn't the time of the year to be treating yourself badly yep Multiple pairs of socks out there with you. Keep those with you, too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, always those hand warmers and foot warmers are always good to keep with you, too. So. Or a blanket that you can throw over yourself. Yes. Like you've got. I, it's a poncho. It's, it's a poncho. fashion. Yeah, it is fashionable. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks, Kim, so much for that. Um, so you guys want to move on to shout-outs now? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So, Eric, why don't you start us off? I gladly do it. Amy Soames has a shout-out to Emily Tadlock. For all of her time and effort in coordinating the benefit workshops, creating the presentation, and facilitating the meetings, and for her help encouraging folks to complete their enrollment via email, text, and social media. Very much appreciated. Thank you. And I will say again, that process was so seamless and easy. And uh, I know for me, having the reminders in my face always helps me out. So I would say the same thing. Thank <laughs> Don't you. Don't like to hound people, but just want to, you know, gently nudge. Well, I'm not that bright, so it, it does take a few <laughs> reminders. Give yourself more credit, Eric. No, uh, I can't. <laughs> So this next one also is from Amy. It's a shout out to Allison, Doherty, Jenny Gallant, Janine Charette for the continued efforts to ensure employee owners and spouses receive their boot and safety glasses, reimbursements, HSA matches, and wellness incentives. There are a lot of moving parts and pieces in processing payment requests, emails, spreadsheets, receipts, etc. 
they make it happen and on a very short turnaround ends, I might add, usually with a smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Allison, the queen of smiley emojis, <laughs> did it before it was cool. And then also uh, an added thank you uh, to uh, Tina Bouchard, who will be triaging and tracking the boot and safety glasses reimbursements moving forward. Awesome. Team effort. Then Amy has another shout out to Carrie Sheehan for her ability to create new ways to streamline accounting, payroll, personnel information requests, and her effort in making it happen. Uh, And then also to Jason Light. Uh, He deserves a shout out for this as well. Both Carrie and Jason jump in and analyze what new report or next step can be automated to improve our support processes. She just has a big thank you to them and you know, that's honing our craft. There you go. That's a great example of it. Good group. All right. Our next shout out is from Sean Powell, and he has a shout out to Lyman Frost for his unique ability to explain complex, complex problems in simple, relatable terms, and also for always making me laugh. Thanks, Lyman. Uh, Herb Sargent has a shout out to Pat Dubay, Dave Preble, and the whole company that's in capital letters and bold. And every employee that ever worked for this company over 95 years to get us where we are and to keep us headed where we're going for this game-changing I-395 project. Great shout-out. Awesome. The next one is from Ian McCarthy. shout-out to Dave Terrio for overseeing the night work performed by subcontractor Knowles Industrial last week at Back Cove South. Dave did a great job covering everything independently and making sure the subcontractor could stay productive. Good job, Dave. The next shout-out is from Joe Frazier. Shout-out for Rick McKinley uh, and Darren Fluelling. They have had a tough job driving sheets in the clay at Bat Cove West. Their patience is incredible. It's a tough job, and uh, keeping a cool head helps a lot. So keep it up, guys. Yeah, I got to say, the where we started on that job is the worst spot on the job. It's nasty, and uh, the effort those guys have had to put in, sometimes pulling sheets several times and redriving them, um, that's a challenge in and of itself. So... Uh, you know, if you're doing that with patience and keeping a good attitude, which I hope you are, I really appreciate the shout out from Joe. That's a, a good job by both Rick and Darren. All right. The next one's from Bonnie McPherson. She says, shout out to Sean Milligan and his wife, Sandra, from uh, the amazing homemade cookies and peanut butter balls she had Sean bring to the Fremont, New Hampshire office. And I've already razzed Sean about that a little bit. I'm so that. mad because I know Sandra. <laughs> I love Sandra and I haven't seen any peanut butter balls. <laughs> Sounds really yummy. Uh, Pete Perizzo has a shout out, couple shout outs here. One, uh, the first one to Cody Collins for always having a great attitude and his willingness to do whatever it takes to help keep our monthly and year end reports in order. A good job by Cody, new to us this year, but doing a great job. And a shout out to Janet Palermo, Miss Janet, for everything she does, which is a lot. She always has a solution and makes it look easy, even when it's not. And, and I'll another add to that, smiley person. And she always has a smile on her face. <laughs> she gets it done. She She's does. Great. Uh, Heather Hutchinson has a couple. We'll break them up here. Um, she has one to Amy Solmes. Thank you for making this year's open enrollment one of the best ever. The online meetings, the updated benefits guide, the easy and streamlined enrollment process. Just an excellent job. And another for you, Emily. Thank you, Emily, for all that you do to assist the HR department with recruiting, ad- recruitment, advertising, slideshows, and hosting live online recruiting in open enrollment meetings, etc. I can't believe it's already been a year since you joined the sergeant team. Pretty crazy. Kudos to that. Right. All right. Our next one is, uh, or the last one from Heather to Kim Ryan. Thank you for all of your support and effort you provided on the recent HR slash safety project. I appreciate everything you do. I, I just want to echo that. I figured you want to. (laughs) There, she has got a lot on her plate and she is tackling it with 
open arms and with a smile as well and with another smile so thank you kim love seeing kim because she uh always brings a smile to my face and has a way of reminding me that i'm not that bright and brings me back down to uh, (laughs) the human level so um she watched me walk into the wall last week that's why i'm saying but uh, just jumped out at me uh next shout out is from kendall bickford he's got a shout out to jason light another one for jason thank you for always being there to take care of our technology issues especially for those of us that aren't technologically advanced there are a lot of moving parts that you take care of daily and most of them behind the scenes. Your efforts definitely do not go unnoticed and we're very thankful that you are a sergeant. And this last one is from Adam Teenan. I would like to give a shout out to Darren Flewelling and Rick McKinley, the boys again, for their efforts on sheet pile install at Back Cove West. The soil conditions have made this work very challenging and frustrating. They have been open to suggestions and willing to try several different methods. Their positive approach is appreciated, and we are all happy to think we have worked through the worst of it. And I hope that you have. They're starting to come into some areas with some ledge, so we're driving sheets less depth and being able to pin them to the ledge, and uh, hopefully that process will, one, help speed things up, but sounds like it needs to calm some of the frustration a little bit too. Yeah, but kudos to them for being mentioned twice twice. by two different people for having great attitudes and tough work. I mean, that's... That's a testament to uh, it's them. It's a challenging job, and to go down there and see the morale of all that crew and everything, it's great to see. Well, I've got a couple impromptu ones, if I may. And of course you can. Um, just the common thread through a lot of our comments. and I know they get mentioned here a lot, but Sergeant Academy crew. Yeah. I mean, right. Kevin, Kendall, and Pete. Um, I mean, we've, I think we've just started to see the impact that they're going to have on this company in the, the time, you know, what they're investing they're saving years of development in, in our people. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's great. And another one that came to mind to me this morning as I was reflecting back over several years, um, she won't appreciate this, but our CFO, Tasha, when you think about a lot of the changes that have happened in the company or the things that have made us better, she's a common denominator. She's sure. things outside of the box, not afraid to try things and to, to push things. Um, and she, she's made a huge difference, and she, uh, she she deserves to be noticed. I completely agree with everything you just said, and I've had the pleasure of getting to know Tasha for a few years now. I consider her a friend. Um, she's a tremendous support to all of us. She's been a tremendous support to me, and her drive and desire to see this company improve and do whatever it takes to do that um, is almost unmatched. And uh, all I will say is she is a – I always call her a worthy opponent because she's extremely sharp and uh, she could definitely uh, definitely go up against you if you needed her to. But she's a great motivator. She is. I she's mean, a great really. one. She's a great one to have in her corner. I'm happy she's here. For sure. Can't awesome. imagine it without her. Well, I think all of those shout outs deserve an applause. Amen. All right. It's time for the price is right. sing that theme music in my sleep now. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> uh, so this week we wanted to know the cost of an A40 Volvo. Articulated dump truck. There you go. Um, so Jim, why don't you why don't you tell us what the price was, the actual price is? 
the actual price is $575,000. Okay, so I, I gave a hint last week, but I guess maybe it wasn't the closest Well, you gave hint. your weatherman range, yeah, the zero to a million dollars. I gave a better than Herb hint. Yes, We'll put you did. it that way. Yep, you did. Uh, so we had guesses ranging from uh, Scott McDonald at 196000 to Jeff Costello at 745000 um, still not a terrible range. I mean, not bad at all. Um, and so Alex Hardy came in at 524,673. Close, but not close enough. Nope. And Matt Mills came in at 638,385 and 45 cents. Just over. But Mark Wright had the had the number. The Mark Wright. $555,555.55. He, he stuck with those fives this week. And there was it, some logic to the number. Yeah, and it, and it helped him win. Yeah. So congratulations, Mark. Okay, so next week, uh, we want to know the cost of employee training during the winter of 2020 to 2021. Um. I'm, we did this for a reason, and that's because we have um, Wally Adamchick and uh, Pete Perzo who are coming on to talk about some of our winter training that's coming up. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to know how much we're investing in our employees, and that's continuing and increasing yeah. uh, from year to year. So last year, again, we want to know the cost of employee training during the winter of 2020 to 2021. And it's a good chunk of money, uh, well-spent money. And uh, I think it's important, you know, good to hear that Wally and Pete are going to be on. I think it's important for everybody out there to hear how we're investing the money. This is all of our money. It's our company. So to hear how it's being distributed and trying to build the company into a healthier uh, establishment, I think it's good for everyone to understand. For sure. So got a couple announcements this week. Um, A note from Kim, not all of the free ESOP jackets have been mailed out just yet. So if you haven't received yours, don't worry. It's probably still waiting to be sent. Um, we just thank everyone for their patience. It's It was a big bulk order, as you can imagine, to go out to a lot of different people. Um, and if you have questions or an issue with your jacket, I know some people have mentioned that they had issues with it being a little small. Um, reach out to Kim. We're, we're doing our best to circumvent that and help that. Um, you can email her at kryan, that's K-R-Y-A-N, at sergeant.us, um, and, and just let her know uh, what your issue is, and she'll try to help you out with that. Um, the next one is an announcement from Heather. Refer your friends to work at Sergeant and get up to a $1,000 bonus for doing so. So recruitment season is just around the corner, which is kind of funny because we're talking about going into our winter season and season and ending things, but we start recruitment nice and early so that we have uh, ranks built up when the, when the season starts to ramp up again. Um, so we're going to obviously need some great people to join our team next year. And great people tend to surround themselves with great people. That's you guys I'm talking about. You are our best resource for finding new talent. Um, so have your friends, family members, whoever it is, fill out an application and make sure they put your name down as the person who referred them. Um, for more information about the employee referral bonus, you can take a look at the benefits guide or you can email Heather at H Hutchinson. That's H-H-U-T-H-I-N-S-O-N at sergeant.us. I'll have all of those emails in the uh show notes as well so you as an employee get a thousand dollars and your friend or family member get to come to work for sergeant for sure it's a winner 
all around. It's it's really a, a great opportunity. I think it's something great that our company offers. Um, because like I said, great people tend to surround themselves with great people. Absolutely. Take advantage. Awesome. And I think we, for those of you that are still sticking on and hanging on here, <laughs> I, I think it. we have a podcast. Well, that's great. <laughs> Thank you all. Awesome. So uh, any last words, Jim? Thanks everybody for all you do and have a Merry Christmas. I would say the same. Thank you for all you do. I, I think we'll do a pre-Christmas episode as well, we but will, yeah. uh, thank you for all you do. And I will say it before we get going, but zero accidents and uh, just keep up the good work. Let's finish the year strong. Zero accidents. And where are you adding value today? Zero accidents. Who are you mentoring today? Thank you, everyone. Thank you.